I've already gone into Iowa's full season preview and predictions, but I want to do a deeper dive into their offense this season because that's what really held them back in 2022. So that's what I'm going to do a deep dive into. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at DonnieMac98. Follow the show at Big Ten Takeover. And if you prefer to listen to this content instead of watch it on YouTube, click in the description of this video. You find links to the podcast version on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So Iowa has a new look offense for 2023. That is that is a certain, right? They returned the majority of their production and they added some big time pieces in the transfer portal. The, the real question is not just how does their offense shape up this season, but what is their potential on offense? Because I think we all know, and Iowa fans, you know this too, the defense is going to be lights out again. I have no doubts about that. I cover that in the other video. The defense is going to be one of the best units in the Big Ten, if not the best defense in the Big Ten. It's really what can their offense do? Because we saw last season, when you have all defense, no offense for the Hawkeyes, you got you got what you got, right? They can take another step further depending on how this offense goes. So let's look first at the run game. And I'll dive into the obvious question here in a second. but. First, let's start off with Caleb Johnson, the stud true freshman from last season who had 800 yards, rushing six touchdowns uh, and a really struggling offense. Right. So it tells you all the ability he has, all the potential he has, because he had that good of production in such a struggling offense with struggling off at the line, struggling passing game, struggling play calling, you name it. And he still put up those kind of numbers. So I expect Caleb Johnson's numbers to go up significantly, but to be the workhorse running back in this Iowa Hawkeyes offense. And then obviously from the running games perspective, it all perspective, it always starts up front with the offensive line. And I know that's where Hawkeyes fans concerns go the, go the most. And the offensive line struggled last season. There's no doubt about that uh, in pass protection in run game and gap scheme and zone scheme and screen games, you name it, they struggled. But I'm extremely confident in their resurgence for a few reasons. Number one, I've mentioned this in other Hawkeyes videos before. Offensive line coach George Barnett is one of the best offensive line coaches in the game. You can laugh at that. You can think, what are you talking about? He's one of the best in the game. He was my offensive line coach in college. He knows how to develop players. He knows how to develop young players. He knows how to push out NFL draft picks. You name it. He knows everything of what it means to be an offensive line coach. And Iowa hired him for a reason. Player development which is partially through him, but in general for this unit, they had a lot of guys that are that were young, that were inexperienced, that now have combined dozens of starts under their belt as those younger, you know, not as not as strong as they need to be, not as experienced, not as knowledgeable about the game and their their offense as they needed to be, that have now played all those snaps that are now going into this season without another belt and another spring offseason, spring ball, weight room conditioning, you name it. I don't think people realize how valuable that is. We we always hear about, you know, the the stud superstar freshmen that start and put up big numbers at receiver or running back or linebacker or whatever it is. But when you look at guys in the offensive line specifically or any other player in general that plays a lot as true freshmen or as redshirt freshmen or true sophomores, you name it, and they don't play lights out and they're not the best player to position, they're not one of those freshman phenoms or, or young guys that are on track to be a top end draft pick already, but they get snaps and they struggle and they have good moments. They go back and forth. That is invaluable to their projection as a player and their career as a player, right? They get those snaps in early. They kind of, they understand the speed of college ball a little better. They understand what it takes a little more and they can push that into the off season, into what they need to focus on getting better for. So, it's such a huge um, deal that all these players 
yes, they struggled. A lot of them struggled up front, but a lot of them are young. A lot of them, yes, had multiple starts, but they were still young and experienced players with not a lot of help from the rest of the offense around them. So that player development is huge. Another piece that I love on this offensive line, a transfer from Miami University, Rusty Feth, one of my former teammates. He projects to start at one of the guard spots, brings a nasty, mean streak. He's an athletic offensive lineman who is going to elevate that group as well. So I expect this unit to take a big jump because of all those things, because of George Barnett, because of some of the transfers they had, and because of the player development mainly, because of the talent they have with Caleb Johnson, who can help make them right when they do struggle, when they do miss blocks. But a run game can dramatically improve when it has a better passing game, right? And it can shine when it has a better passing game. And that's where I want to go to next. And and the passing game is where the Hawkeyes, in my opinion, struggled the most last year. They were bad at quarterback. They were bad at play calling. They were bad at a lot of different things in the passing games. But this is where you see, I think, the biggest revitalization of this Hawkeye offense and potentially the team because the defense is going to stay consistent. Run game, I think, is going to jump up in trajectory faster than people think. But this is where it's just the, the, the switch flips really quick. And it all starts with Kate McNamara. Transferred in from Michigan. No, he's not going to be a Heisman candidate. No, he's not going to be you know, a Caleb Williams. He's not going to go be a Michael Penix. But what he's going to be is he's going to he's going to be efficient. He's going to take care of the ball. He's going to be making plays for this offense when they're there. He's going to be what you need as a game manager. He's not going to be a superstar, but he's not going to be a bad quarterback. He is going to be a good quarterback for the Big Ten. We already saw it at Michigan. He led his team for a full season to a Big Ten championship, to dominating their rival in Ohio State, to making the playoffs. Didn't finish the way they wanted to that season or last season, but the fact remains. He knows how to get a team and an offense – with, in my opinion, less weapons, specifically at wide receiver, tight end, uh, than Iowa did, right? And he knows how to get them to that next step. And he's a guy, I think, with the weapons that he has is going to succeed in this system. One of the returners, Nico Regini, six-year senior, hasn't had the stats that jump out at you, but looks to take that next step as potentially the wide receiver one for the Hawkeyes. He had 400 yards and one touchdown last year. He's just been a reliable guy throughout his career, and I expect him to emerge as that wide receiver one. But part of it, too, of why he might not go to jump to wide receiver one, one reason is the transfer from Ohio State, Caleb Brown. Didn't have much playing time at Ohio State, if any, uh, but he's a former high-end four-star recruit. Teeter right on that edge of five-star recruit from Ohio State. Uh, and, and I think – if it's not this season that he emerges as their true wide receiver one, it'll be next season. But he's a guy that's ultra talented. And I love that wide receiver deal with Regini and Brown of now you have some true talent with Brown inserted at wide receiver. There's others too behind them. They have plenty of depth. Um, but you have Regini and you have Brown where you have talent and experience molding into one, one duo. And then you look at one of the more intriguing and, highly talented duos regardless of position in the entire country and that's the tight end duo luke lachey and eric all in my opinion is the best tight end duo in the entire country and this is where i think you'll really start to see this offense expand a little bit start to have some breathing room luke lachey is already following one of the the you know the iowa path to be one of their next great tight ends and go play in the nfl he was already really good last season. It's not to say he wasn't already good, but now he's falling this up to be great, um, like so many Iowa tight ends before. And then Eric All, who transferred from Michigan, he is another athletic, uh, big-time playmaker uh, who, when healthy, struggled with some health issues at Michigan, 
is one of the best tight ends in the entire country. So you already had Luke Couché who's entering this season as a top five, in my opinion, top five tight end, top 10 tight end. And Eric All, who went healthy, is a top 10 tight end uh, in the country, top 10, top 15. So you give Cade McNamara two elite, in retrospect, college ball, two elite tight ends. You give him a now basically five-star wide receiver with burner speed. You give him Nico Regini, who is the experienced guy who's reliable. You give him Caleb Johnson, who is going to uh, continue to grow and continue to be faster, stronger, more experienced, tougher at the running back position with all that talent. You give him an offensive line that has more development, some talent in, you know, introduced in there with an offensive line coach who knows how to develop them. In this offense, I don't want to I don't want to say it can be you know elite, but it can be scary, right? You have so many concepts that you can run with this. You can get so many different things involved in the middle of the field with the tight ends. You can get so many things involved with the screen game with Caleb Johnston or some some tunnel screens with the tight ends or with Caleb Brown or or whoever it is. You you've got playmakers to it. Now, but outside of them, they don't have some more people that I'm as confident as Brown, Regini, Luke Lachey, Eric Gall, Caleb Johnson, but they still have talent behind them that, you know, if something happens where one's hurt, you still have others to lean on, um, barring any disastrous industry in, in, injuries or anything like that. So overall, I know in the end what you're thinking, Iowa fans, Brian Ferentz, it drives you nuts. I get that. He's not without fault. We saw it last season, but we got to be a little honest with ourselves. Part of that struggle from last season. I, I have no doubt it is from uh, some aspects of his play calling and his game management, but you also got to look a, a little, you know, be a little honest with yourselves. What talent did they really have on offense last season? Yeah. Regini's back and was there last season. Caleb Johnson is back uh, and was there last season, but they had a struggling offensive line, which you already talked about, which I again think is going to get much better. You had ineptitude at quarterback. Again, no shot against those young men. Uh, I'm sure they're great young men, but it was an aptitude. It wasn't good college football from either one of them. And I think this year with the offensive line, the quarterback, and the weapons, I mean, just look at the weapons, not, a, not even including Cade McNamara, the weapons they have, right? You have Eric All come in, you have Caleb Brown, both of whom, outside of Luke Lachey, are two potentially the two best playmakers on the team who they didn't have last season. Now you throw in the quarterback situation where you have a competent quarterback. You have a proven winner at quarterback. You have a proven game manager at quarterback. This offense doesn't really have a whole lot of reason not to, I don't want to, again, not be elite, but to not be good, right? There's no reason this offense can't be good. You're going to have the defense to set you up for it. You don't have to play some of the, you know, some of the the, the really tough schedule of other Big Ten teams. There's still some 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 hard ones in there, but regardless, you have the talent to do it. And so I think Brian Ferentz this year has those options. Where last year you didn't have them as much. Again, still at Lucashe, Caleb Johnson, Nikariki, I get it. Those guys are going to develop and be better this year. The quarterback situation holds you back a lot last season and holds his play calling back a lot last season. And now there's not really an excuse for that. If if anything happens to this it's because the run game didn't progress because the offensive line struggles or pass protection whatever it be and that kind of shuts everything down on offense if you can't protect the quarterback if you can't run the ball whatsoever McNamara is not going to be the guy that's going to go slinging around all throughout the game even with Luke Lachey, Eric Gall, Caleb Brown, Nico Regini. that's where I think it all come could kind of crumble apart but I don't anticipate that I I think in the end the offensive line gets better and then in turn gives the offense more option, which turns gives Brian Ferentz more options. So long-winded answer to that, a long-winded 
monologue that I guess. But that improvement on that side of the ball is why I have the Hawkeyes going 10 and 2 on this season and, and being a top contender to win the Big Ten West. And, and they might even be the favorite. You could consider them the favorite. I've gone back and forth as them and the favorite in the Big Ten West between them and Wisconsin. I, I have them, you know, 10 and 2 losing to Penn State and losing to Wisconsin, but I could easily see them beating Wisconsin if Wisconsin doesn't progress as fast with their new, you know, offense system, with their new culture that Luke Fickle's bringing in. Um, or if or if Iowa is just that much farther ahead on offense than even I think, and I think both of those scenarios are, you know, there's a good shot either one of those could happen. So, Iowa fans, I think you should be excited about the offensive potential. I think you should be excited about this season for the Hawkeyes because they have the pieces now to do so, and they mainly they have the quarterback to do so, and you gave them some weapons in their offensive line. Like I keep harping on, is going to improve. I have no doubts about that. Uh, leave a comment on the video. Let me know what you think. Let me know what your record prediction for the Hawkeyes are this season. Again, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Takeover Sports Network. Follow me on Twitter at DonnieMac98. Follow the show at Big Ten Takeover on Twitter. Um, and for the network and for the show, I am Donovan White, and I will see you all next time. Mm -hmm.